Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. This is surprise. Dawn is here. Good morning from Moody Radio. Today we will be joined by Charles Morris from Haven Today to share with us some testimonies from Asprey. Looking forward to that conversation with Charles coming up in just a few moments as we are connecting with him. But yes, it is Don and Steve in the morning. We probably have to go back to calling it that. I noticed last week there was a lot of uh, Steve and Don in, in the morning. But no, we're going to go back. And uh, it is Don and Steve in the morning. Oh, yeah? Nah, we're, we're just messing with you a little bit here. And it's, I it's wasn't even listening. Back. I know. It's the welcome back. But we are uh, good. To, glad to have you with us this morning and uh, glad to be welcoming uh, Charles Morris again in in just a moment but i gotta ask you're back with blue hair <laughs> isn't that funny don't yeah. you find that funny i find it hilarious yeah so i have blue hair now and it's gonna last until i cut it all out because it is semi-permanent it, i've been away because of community theater and that uh has me with blue hair because my character has blue hair it's part of her story okay so i committed it's all, I'm all in. You went all in. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and going all in is something that, you know, hopefully each and every one of us do in our walk with Christ. But there's there are seasons, it seems, at times where God just says, hey, I'm going to do something a little special here. Yeah. I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to encourage you to get right with me. I'm going to, you know, convict of sin. I am going to draw people to myself. And uh, many of us have been kind of watching what's been happening at Asbury and other locations around the country. And, and Charles Morris of Haven Today said, I'm not just going to watch from a distance. I'm going to go and see what's going on there. And so Charles Morris of Haven Today, welcome. It's good to have you with us, my friend. Well, it's it's good to be with you guys, and I love the blue hair. It's oh, quite <laughs> nice. This is the only person with Moody Radio that I've ever met with blue hair, you know, oh. so... We better not tell headquarters in Chicago, you know. I we'll just the same. We'll just leave that. It's just between us, of course, you know. That's all. That sounds good to me, Charles. We we won't tell at all. No pictures, no evidence. <laughs> I did think that. No kidding. So when you went to Asbury, did you see anybody with blue hair? Uh, you know, I didn't come yeah. to think of it. <laughs> I should have gone with you. Then that could have helped. <laughs> but actually, the no, da- the no dance, don't smoke, don't whatever, that's only on campus nowadays. So that, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, you know, but, but uh, I, 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 I was at a black Baptist church on Sunday. I, I was at two churches on yesterday and, uh, and their covenant on the wall was was very much out of the prohibition days, mm-hmm. and uh, and which I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, but a delightful pastor and telling me his experience with the revival, or they're they're not really calling it a revival now uh, at the university or the seminary, which is across the street here in Wilmore. They're calling it an out. Pouring, uh, the the Asbury outpouring, uh, because they're a little nervous. They don't want people taking this in a wrong direction, and and if you study revival, of course, whether the first Great Awakening, uh, you know, it wasn't just the Toronto blessing where people were barking like dogs. There are reports of people like barking like dogs when George Whitfield preached, and thousands would come in the first Great Awakening. And then Jonathan Edwards. But the second great awakening 
when Methodist circuit riders were spreading the gospel everywhere and planting churches, uh, Baptist farmers were putting down their plows and taking their Bibles and going out and starting to preach. The second great awakening began only a few miles from here. So yeah. there's a rich tradition, a rich history uh, that comes out of uh, where this has been. But of course, this is unique. This is different. This is a Gen Z thing, yeah. you know, uh, and we can talk about that if you've got a minute and we've got some time. But uh, Well, we do have just a minute before uh, we, we do need to take a break. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, that Gen Z thing, the younger demographic. I understand that they really tried to protect it as that and not let you know, the Christian celebrity type come in and influence that in any sort of way. Well, that, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a great backstory. Um, when I got in, I had dinner. They have a couple of really famous New Testament scholars at Asbury Seminary, and I had dinner with Craig Keener. He's been praying for revival for 12 years, mm. but they wanted me to get with, the, the faculty wanted me to get with a group of seminary students, not university across the street, seminary students. I got together with a couple from Florida, uh, uh, one from Georgia, and let's see, another one from uh, uh, Australia. And this collection of people started praying in 2019 for a revival with them at their school and to spread beyond. And uh, and they didn't want me using their names. And they're not planning to found revival ministries at this point with, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the Joe Smith revival ministry, you know. I mean, I mean, are there some wackos that have come and maybe come out of this thing, yes, that's always happened with true revival. But I would say from, from Jonathan Edwards and the first, uh, well, he, he wrote a little tiny book after the revival, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote a little book on the marks of true revival, exalting Jesus, real repentance from sin and change of life a softness of heart to the scriptures and the preaching of the Bible, sound doctrine, and love to God and others. And you know what, Steve and Don? That's exactly what's happened here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love it's, it. It's just incredible what's well, going on. We have loved watching from afar what's been going on here, but you are there. And so when we come back in just a few moments, we want to hear a little bit more about your experience, what you witnessed, what the uh, feel and the environment was like there on Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. On YouTube today, Wendy Speaks video drops where she's talking about her new book, The 40-Day Feast. Click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded every time there's a new video. It is 13 after and talking with Charles Morris of Haven today this morning. Charles is in Wilmore, Kentucky. He's been on uh, the campus of Asbury. And Charles, as we have been reading the accounts, maybe watching some of the pictures and videos, what's been going on there, how would you describe the current scene on the campus of Asbury? It's very quiet, Steve, because the, uh, the, they couldn't keep handling 12,000 people, visitors a day coming into a town of 6,000. 
They yeah. don't have enough bathrooms. The one little tiny supermarket had run out of food. Wow. One of the one of the students, two of the students, uh, husband and wife that I was with and praying with on Saturday, they put up 20 different people at their home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there there's a couple little bed and breakfasts, but you know, if you want a real hotel, you've got to drive like 20 miles, 15 miles, however far Lexington is to get that. Um, but it it it, it so they had actually put a fence around uh, the main auditorium where the revival broke out February 8th, but there were still, uh, I met a woman who just was there and uh, she asked if she could pray with me. And of course you could pray with me. And, and we did pray together. Uh, I had a great time of fellowship with a Baptist pastor from Brazil who had come in and uh, we and he was there uh, a family from korea from south korea was there uh with their little little two-year-olds you know we we just had a great time uh but i think uh, what what's what's happening they're they're using this concept this they're calling it radical humility and as i already kind of listed the marks of a revival at least that jonathan edwards came up with and this certainly meets that uh the idea is uh, well let me let me i'm no physicist but let me use a couple of physics terms uh, there's centrifugal force there's centripetal force uh centripetal is where the force starts and it keeps working its way inward hmm. that is not what's happened here and that is unbiblical not biblical, where you want to focus on a human. It's all about me. I want to do things. This is centrifugal, meaning it's a force that began and it's spreading out. So uh, in in about an hour, I'm going to be with the president of the seminary. And uh, the two presidents got together and they decided we're going to close these public meetings down. We just can't handle it, but the Lord is going to do whatever we want. It had been come and see, that's the first tagline, from now on, it's go and tell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, the administration did not want to build themselves up. The number one cable TV news talk, whatever host in America, wanted to come in and make a big deal out of this. We're going to broadcast. And they said, you, you've got to understand where we're coming from. This is not about personality. This is this idea of radical humility. And uh, it, we don't want to emphasize anyone. Uh, therefore, you had like Andrew Peterson, who's near you guys, you know, Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, canceled his concert. He didn't want to bring any glory to himself. Uh, but uh, one person was just lifting, listing off the Christian musicians and worship leaders, people that you play every day on your program, mm-hmm. uh, that were coming and standing in line for six hours, and and no one knew who they were, you know? Yeah. And they weren't saying, my name is Carrie Job," you know? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think if there's, you know, somebody, somebody asked me, how can revival come to me? Do we have time for me to tell you about the black pastor? I think sure. we do. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. 
I was at the Free Methodist Church, because this is Methodist country. They, they allow a few Baptists in, but it's Methodist country. <laughs> uh, but after hearing a, an amazing sermon at the Free Methodist Church, and that's not my background, uh, I went over to the only Black church in Wilmore, and I met with the Black Baptist pastor, uh, and He's got a doctorate from Liberty University. We had a, oh boy, that food. They wanted me to stay for lunch down in the basement. Oh, it smelled good. But I had to go on to some other place. He was highly skeptical. He wanted to support the Gen Z movement of this outpouring. So his church was delivering water bottles over to help, you know, give water to the thousands of people standing in line. He went to the revival. He wasn't there when it broke out. He got there a couple nights later. He's in, he's there, and uh, he's he says, "I'm this I'm this Baptist with my arms folded and a smug expression on my face." And after about an hour, this guy standing next to him taps him on the shoulder. Turns out to be another pastor. He didn't know him, but from Lexington. And the guy taps him on the shoulder and says, "Can I pray for you?" Uh, well. Yes, I guess so, you know, and, and he did. And he prayed a prayer that this pastor would have restored to him the joy of ministry that he had when he first began. Mm -hmm. Little did these two guys, the guy praying, who had never met the other guy, little did he know that in the prior few weeks, that Black pastor had been praying that very same prayer. And so he came back and was invited back, the Black pastor, and he helped, uh, you know, they had these teams, these prayer teams. Uh, in old Methodism, you know, you got the prayer altar up front, you know, and 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 somebody was saying, you know, this sound may sound sentimental, but I, I take it in a good way, I think. People were repenting of their sins and the tears of God's people, not just those who had come to faith, but the tears of people who already had faith but need renewed faith were spilling out on the altar, and they were intermingling. And I'm reminded of the psalm that talks about the tears being kept in the bottle. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but the wonderful thing, this, this outpouring was Father, Son, Spirit. This was certainly something happening in a doctrinally sound way and not overemphasizing one or the other but from the beginning it was lift high the cross lift high jesus and that's what's still on everybody people here are still trying to process this steve yeah don they're they're you know i'm still trying to process this the scholar that i brought in with me who's an expert on the wesley brothers and whitfield and you know he's he's trying to do this but i think the Lord was here speaking, and it's moved on. Belmont moved on to Lee University. But I got a list here. I bet I have 25 universities or colleges or seminaries that, that came here and went back wanting to take this message of go and tell. Yeah. Oh, it is encouraging, but it is hard for the human mind to comprehend, even if you're there on the campus of Asbury University, much less if you're off the campus. But to know that God doesn't need our permission to move, that is, it's kind of where I land. 
where, Lord, you want to work, we're just going to praise and thank you for it. Charles Morris there on the campus in Asbury as we just get an update about what you've experienced. Charles Morris, of course, you know he is the host of Haven Today, and you hear that on Moody Radio. You could always connect by going to mymoodyradio.org and click on the schedule. You'll see where you can hear more from Charles on Haven Today. Putting a different spin on things, it's Stephen F.O.P. Savage in the morning. Dawn's back, or is that Ethel in the corner? Uh, Nobody puts Ethel in the corner, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Even if she has blue hair, she cannot go in the corner. That is a no. All right. So <laughs> Ethel, blue hair, what's up? Yeah. So I've been out. We, um, we being our youngest daughter and I, and I have to say Ben May too, because Ben has been there. He has helped build the set. He has helped clean the theater. Yesterday, he was directing traffic in the parking lot. Yes, he lot was. Because it's not a very big facility. And so it, it just helps to have somebody who's been there several times to know how to kind of help park cars. He has helped me run lines, which I now know how many I have. Uh, he counted them, but yeah. he he went through and counted, bless him, how many times, because my character's name is Ethel P. Savage, and it says Mrs. Savage. So he went through and counted how many times Mrs. Savage has lines. One of the other cast members actually played the role of Ethel Savage uh, on her college campus. In a different production, okay. Yep, and she counted lines in, I guess, sentences, 462. That's Very how many nice. lines Mrs. Savage has. And I would not let Ben tell me. He counted over 400. I would not let him tell me how many lines I had. I didn't even want to know until the production was over. Because <laughs> I didn't want it to mess with my my mind. Um, but somehow, Christina was talking about it. She's the cast member that played this in another production. And uh, I heard her say it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to know. But now I know. Now you know. 462 lines. It's been a blast. Last week was text tech week clearly i need more sleep and then we opened this weekend and i'm so grateful for my team you guys all came yesterday with your families thank you so much oh we enjoyed it it was fun and uh the, the kids even were picking up on a lot of the humor and uh, uh -huh. andrew was cracking up and asking questions about it later and so yeah it, it was a good time it's a, yeah. it's kind of a sweet little show about humanity and friendships and relationships and i of course just love that well, and it seems like the part of Ethel was just written for you. <laughs> I mean, you stepped into that, like, talk about typecasting. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. I didn't, I, yeah. I have to learn new things, but it's not, it, personality-wise, it, that's very comfortable for me. All right, so now that you've got the first weekend uh -huh. under your belt, you feeling uh, excited about the second weekend, or are you just, like, tired and like, oh, I'm ready for, ready for a break? No, oh, I, I miss these people. Yeah, I I've been with them three nights a week for the last six, seven weeks. And now we won't see each other until some of us will see each other Thursday. But most of us won't see each other till Friday. And I am already missing them so much. It's it's interesting how theater works. And so many of these folks are used to that. They're used to just going to the next. Many of them are already cast in, a ne in the next show. And I'm like, huh? OK, I miss you. <laughs> See you when I see you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know what to expect this weekend coming just because you will have a break for so long. You won't sure. be running lines together. But, yeah, it's just been a joy to be part of this 
that. That's very, very cool. And I love uh, the fact of with intentionality, you're saying, what can I do to be used by God to get outside my little Christian bubble? In fact, when we come back in just a few moments, I want to talk a little bit about that on Moody Radio. Thanks for being with us. Why not take Dawn and Ethel with you wherever you go? Download the Moody Radio app. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning. I have to say thank you to Chris in Virginia this morning. Yeah. Yes, because you said, brother, that uh, if you lived closer, you would come and see Ethel P. Savage and all the wonderful cast. And when I say wonderful, I am not kidding. Of this local, and I, you know, it's funny to me, Steve, because I, I've been in theater long enough. We we've gone to New York this past summer. Hannah had an opportunity to uh, be part of a thing there, and so we have seen these Broadway pro shows, and I'm just amazed at the talent of people. When they do this. And then this is a community theater show. And there's been some ups and downs. And the encouragement was, hey, this is community theater. Sure. If you need to be somewhere else, because we in the middle of all this this weekend, my mom got really, really sick. And I, you know, the tension for a moment was, do I need to just leave? And I just kept praying about it. And the Lord gave me great peace to stay put and stay part of the production this weekend. That being said, I'm leaving today <laughs> to go check on mom. Um, but yeah, it, it's just been such a great process. And I wish everybody did live closer just because I want you to meet my new friends. Oh, and they all did a fantastic job. I Aren't mean, we were precious? talking about later yeah. that uh, there was nobody who was like the weakest link mm-hmm. in the production. I agree with you. I mean, I mean, I, other than I would say me, but. Oh, no. I mean, you owned it. And and so, yeah, <laughs> it was you. great. Uh, but, yeah, Susie and I were talking, and we were like, there was nobody that we're watching. They're going like, yeah, they shouldn't be on the stage. Mm-hmm. Everybody stepped into their role, and I thought did a, a fantastic job with the production. Um, but you were saying something a little bit earlier this morning that I thought was really good. And mm-hmm. part of that was the intentionality of connecting with people you wouldn't normally connect with. Mm -hmm. Why, why was that important? So we talk a lot about sharing faith and, in you know, doing life together. And I think that's all important within the church. And that is certainly we're called to have community with one another, Mm -hmm. iron sharpening iron, just, you know, the whole thing of getting in the scriptures and praising the Lord together. And, but I have been super convicted i guess my my heart and my mind of late in that i don't hang out much with people that are different than me i've worked my whole life pretty much now this is kind of unwittingly but my whole life to be in what i would call a christian bubble and i lately have been saying to the lord this this feels too comfortable to me and i um I know that oftentimes when I'm with folks that I don't know their backstory and I don't understand a lot of maybe why they do what they do. Like, why do you dye dye your hair blue, Dawn? You know, there's a backstory as to why, but people may not stop and ask. Um, And we live in a contentious world. And I just wanted to break out of that mold. So I asked the Lord, what can I do? And also, how can I connect more with what Hannah does because she's in theater a lot. And I want to know these friends too. I want to get to know different people. Um, and because I love people Yeah. (laughs) and the Lord's, um, get just kind of through this process showed me this show and Hannah wanted to audition for it. And I'm like, I don't know anything about the story. And I started reading the story and this character 
just I was like, wow, that that person sounds super familiar. And I had no idea if I would even get a role at all, much less the one that I identified with. And sure enough, the the precious team, the director gave me a chance. And this has been the most wonderful experience. And to get to know new friends has just been a joy for me. And yeah, we all do come from different backgrounds and stories and likes. And um, it, it's just been a, a blessing to me yeah. to get to know friends that no. I haven't known before. That That's very cool. And, you know, you, you talk about the Christian bubble and like I so resonate with that. I know many of you, you probably go to work in a secular environment. You go and you engage with people who don't know Jesus every day. But I, I think that there are days where that's probably not necessarily true for me. You know, I come to work and get to work with you guys yeah. here and everybody's following Jesus and other work that I do and church and this and that. Like I totally identify with and resonate with being in that Christian bubble and the intentionality of stepping outside of that and mm -hmm. getting to know people that are a little bit different than me. Yeah. So, can I just tell you challenge. a quick story? Yesterday, uh, one of our cast members works at a local uh, Sonic. Yeah. And she was saying how she hates working on Sundays because the after church rush comes in mm. and nobody tips and everybody's short tempered and rude. And I just said to her, I've heard this so many times. And can I just tell you, I'm sorry. I really am. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. And all I can tell you is I'm sorry. It. So and she she was, you know, very sweet, very kind and just said, it's just my experience. And so if I'm given a choice, I don't work Sundays. <laughs> no, no, friends, no. Yeah. Well, it's a good uh, challenge for many of us this morning. But we're glad that you are here and hope that uh, as you just persevere wherever God has placed you and planted you today. This is Moody Radio.